Welcome to episode 64 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Righto guys, so welcome along to episode 64 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. Are you going, John? I'm all good. Why are you all good, John? It's some big news, isn't there? Daddy, Daddy Newsom. Daddy Newsom, Co- eh? Coach Daddy Newsom. Coach Daddy Newsom. What, what was the name you came up with in the end? It wasn't Bevan? No, it wasn't Bevan. It wasn't Cadence. Cadence? Cadence? Quite a few people like Cadence. Did you just consider it? Uh, it, it not seriously, but it, it was a consideration. Did any of the names, did you consider any of the names? No, Ghost Go Joe didn't get considered. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Murray. Um, but they gave, they all gave us a bit of food for thought. And nice. it's not Thomas after Thomas Howery. We just like the name Thomas. And middle name? James. William. Oh. After my dad and my middle name's William as well. Oh, you're doing it. See, my dad's name's middle name's James as well. So there you mm. go. Keeping up tradition. And it all went well. It's all smooth. Apparently it was a bit of an Iron Man effort. It was. She just kept, she, didn't, she didn't make the cut-off time. She was over, she didn't. over 17 hours. <laughs> over 17 hours. She may be our age grouper of the week this week. Jesus <laughs> creepers. Well, other than that, good news. We've got some other news coming up on this week's show. We've got our topic of the week. Well, last week we talked about what some good um, maybe endurance movies are. We've got our age group of the week. We've got High Five. And finally, we're getting around to Neil's High Five. Website of the week, um, we've had quite a few people send through this one, which is good. We were going to do Coach's Corner, but we've got a good excuse <laughs> for why we haven't. Not quite that organised this week. Yep, and uh, we've got questions and answers. Um, and maybe a bit of a shortened show for that reason, but I think you guys can understand. We'll let them off just this once. <laughs> so first thing in the news this week was uh, world record for Babin. Yeah, so the Iron uh, 70.3, which 70.3 was it? It, it was, was uh, Eagle t- Man. Eagle Man, yep. So it's always renowned as a pretty fast course, and Natasha Badman's uh, been there before and uh, and done well before. That's a different site there, Bevan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find the one we need. And so but she, she took out the record. She did, and she was she was aware of it before going into the race. She said in, in the press release that came out that you know uh, she really wanted to go out there and set it set it this year, and I think she really uh, nailed it. Had a good race. Well, that's interesting because I was reading on on here. Uh, on um, Iron Man Live that she was saying last year she, it was a real focus and this uh, year she wasn't so focused on it okay. and it was interesting saying how maybe my mind's not quite with it maybe I'm not reading every line correctly mm. but but regardless outstanding effort 408 mm. that's, that's awesome isn't it that's pretty fast and the fact is you know we've talked about this we've looked at a number of the women's pro fields and she's not a spring chicken anymore no she's uh, she's 40 or at least 40 and well you know Obviously, there's lots of 40-year-old women and 40-year-old guys out there doing Ironmans, but the fact that if you look at the average ages for the girls and the guys, the girls are a lot older and they're still going fast, though. Well, she's broken the record, so she's the fastest athlete ever to do that distance Mm. at at that age. Mm. So, man, that's fantastic. You you would would assume and hope that the course is measured accurately. Yeah, and it's obviously a fast course. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, people obviously target target that course for that reason. Great effort. Man, it's one thing you don't see a lot of in that sport because you only really have two distances, don't you? So it's mm. like the, the records don't really come that often. And often the, the Olympic distance, the 10Ks, are not that accurate. Oh, really? Because they're, not, they're quite often not out and backs. They're quite often loops. And so, for example, at the weekend, um, Sam Warren had an outstanding race in New Zealand winning the World Cup in Vancouver. And I think she, her run split was sub 34 minutes. Yeah. And I just know... Yeah, that she can't run that fast. Yeah, um, which is a bit of a shame because they, they were harping on it. This is amazing run, which it obviously was because yeah. she, she won the World Cup. Yeah, uh, but you know sometimes they don't quite get those uh, ITU races quite right. So um, Cam's feet problem is actually plantar fasciitis, mm, which is um, so. which is, isn't isn't a very good injury to get, is it? It's a tricky one to get get rid of. You know, if it's just mild, you can kind of train through it, and it is, but it's a really tricky one to get rid of. Well, see on X Try this week, he was saying that he had a bit of peace on there, and he was saying that. I mean, he had it leading into New Zealand, and mm. um, it wasn't too much of a problem. But then after New Zealand, the race of New Zealand pretty much pushed it over its limit, yeah. and he hasn't really ran much since. So it's it's a really tricky one to get off, and you've got to be really aggressive <coughs> with the, your treatment of it, and you've really got to keep keep that aggressive treatment going almost forever. You know, yeah. it's one that can come back a bit like Achilles tendonitis. That just yeah. well, Molina's had problems with it, and, yeah. and Brandon DeCampo. From, uh, from Epic Camp. Yes. Yeah, he's had issues with it. And just lastly, McCormick's actually parted, or Chris McCormick's actually parted away with Kestrel. 
mm. which is which is interesting because they had uh, an article on Inside Try on it, and he's obviously he's gone to specialise now. And apparently, I was looking on was it Slow Twitch, and someone was saying his new bike just looks absolutely awesome. But it was interesting, he because uh, he, he was still in the contract, so he broke the contract to actually move on. Oh, interesting. Mm, so he actually went to them and said, "Look, I want to get out of this contract. I've been offered a better deal." Yeah. And uh, and apparently he had to break a few contracts, not just the bike contract with them. So, obviously, pedals, helmet, yeah, probably, yeah. and things like that. So, but it, but it's interesting. You see more and more of this. The companies coming out and just trying to get that last bit of uh, mm. PR. Kestrel are just getting that last yeah. bit of PR out of this uh, McCormick sort of deal. You know, <laughs> it's it's. I find it quite entertaining. I'd be interested to see what kind of deal it's worth. You know, it'd be nice to see the figures. Well, I think he at the moment he's probably the most recognisable yeah, person most in our sport, guy, isn't he? person. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So you now we had some races on last weekend. I'm just going to pull up the first one I find. Here we go. 101. Triathlon 101. If you go to the inside try link, you'll be okay. able to uh, find the results of that. But you know, we saw the 101 again this weekend, and we were hoping that if we just go to. Oh, it's in. Uh, mm, go uh, to insidetry.com. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I'll talk because I'll you read talk. the race report. You read the race report. Interesting, though, we were hoping after the first race that this series might take off a little bit uh, because the first one really was quite a clash with a number of other 70.3 races, but it appears that it hasn't, and uh, the numbers were still low. Yeah, so they went from 100 to 175 in the second race, so yeah. it was only a small improvement, wasn't it? And I think the part of the reason for this is probably because uh, you, you, people plan so far out in advance for their main yeah. races. You yeah. know, When you're looking at what you're going to do next year, sure, your Olympics and your sprints and things like that might be a little bit different, but in terms of... Your long races, so your Ironmans or things like that, then uh, you're going to plan a long way in advance. So we now have those results. We managed to find them on uh, Inside Try. Well, it's interesting because on the 101 website, they've got nothing. And, no. I, you know, it's pretty disappointing, really. Right, it's two days later, isn't it? Slow off the mark. Yep. But anyway, uh, like we said, quite a small field, 175 athletes racing. Yep. Again, there was uh, some good pros there, but the two winners that came out on top were the same two winners from the round one, which was David Thompson and Leander Cave. Each taken home a nice, uh, cool ten grand, so not a bad little payday when yeah, you can. Yeah, Jordan Rapp, the guy who was in Monaco, he got second in Monaco, didn't he? No, didn't he? Jordan? No. Oh, he won it. No, he didn't. Jordan Rapp. He wasn't there. Wasn't he? We didn't get in the top four. Didn't he? Who came? Who did? Uh, it was Luke. Luke Dragster was first. Oh, Dragster, Dragster Rap, you Dragster. see. Dragster. Uh, got an email myself. from him this morning, actually. Yeah, nice. Uh, anyway, so uh, the results were: we had David Thompson in first place in six oh three. Jordan Rapp in second place in 6.07 and Brian Lavelle uh, third in 6.09. And then in fourth was Victor Platter who is coming back. We, he won that the hardest half Ironman a few weeks ago. Yep. So it looks like he's having a bit of a study break. And then uh, Ted Ars from Sweden. Yes. And then you do the girls. Okay, so was it Leander Cave? Yeah. And uh, it was interesting on this article because most of the attention was taken to the women's race. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? Yeah. yeah, so I wonder why that was. And then we've got Ken um, Lofer and then Alexis Waddell. Yeah. Yeah, from Canada. So, yeah, it was just really interesting that the, when I read the article, it was like two thirds of it's on the female side of the racing. And, which is yeah, which nice is, for a change. Yeah, it is good, but it was just interesting as well. Interesting to see Hillary must. Uh, she's had a bit of a struggle lately. She's uh, only finished in ninth place, and she's uh, had such a strong start to the season. You usually expect to see her right. a little bit higher Top up in six, the rankings. Four, five, eight, like that, yeah. yeah. So let's wait and see what happens at the next 101. I think the elites are going to continue to support this series quite well because there's reasonable prize money. You can back up fairly regularly. and then. Uh, but we'll have to just wait and see what happens in terms of the overall participation rates. Yep. Um, next up we had... Which race do you want to go to next? <laughs> next race we have, we'll go to Baja. Baja. Baja so Macca took it out again? So Macca has backed up two weeks in a row. Yeah. Last week he did another 70.3. It was uh, Honu, wasn't it, where he won there? Yep. And this time he's gone off to Baja. So we don't have very extensive results here, but uh, it was a pretty impressive race by Macca because he took down Craig Walton on the run. Uh, so Macca took it out in 353.53. Craig Walton was second, 354, and Luke McKenzie third in 358. And I think Luke McKenzie's an Aussie as well, so that's an Aussie trifecta. Nice one. The give us other things. We had Lindsay Corbin, Justine Whippel, Whippel and Lara Brown. Mm. And um, it was interesting. We got some feedback from a few of the listeners and just saying how the course 
and the organisation of the race was just real Mickey Mouse. Well, it was, it was just, I didn't read it, but I understand it was a thread on slow twitch, so I'm not sure exactly what was said there. But I think when you go to these races in places like Mexico, if you're going to Asia, and where things just often aren't organised as well, you just got to expect a bit of that. If it's Mickey Mouse, then that's another story. And if you have paid big entry fees, then that's another story. But Well, I think, for example, with the pros, they had the pros staying half an hour from where they were having the meeting. Right, like the race briefing. Yeah. And so all the pros had to catch taxis there and back, and uh, I think they reimburse them in the end, but it's just, yeah. Yeah, just little things like that. So, so I think you just, just, that's, a, that's a pointer for everybody to be aware of if you are going to, um, you know, and not, not such a developed country, then, then do be aware that things aren't going to go quite as smoothly, and, uh, and you might just have to spend a bit longer uh, doing things. <laughs> doing things. Okay. Anyway, get rid of that one. Get rid of it bring up this uh, this one here yep okay last week we talked about the one iron 226 which is a race in Austria I think it was or Germany yep uh, what was interesting is it's not just a single Ironman they had an option for a double a triple and a number five Ironman so five is alive in the in the five the, the five Ironman then was just a team that did it they didn't have any individuals doing the triple yep um but in the in the in the, the, in the five we had this problem last week with another five what's the word for five Ch- quint quint is it yeah could be. So. but we did have a few people doing the triple yep uh got some great names here so we'll just i'll whip through them yeah, you do them dan zuel stiff oh it's probably stefan dan zuel and he's he swam a 354 Biked 16.43 and ran 17.23 and just moved the page over a yep. little bit. And he's 38 hours. 38 hours. So for three Ironmen. Yeah, but it looks like he did the whole swim, then the whole bike, and then the whole run. Wow. So who knows how much sort of a, a time gap they had there. And then second place was Heinz Sabitzer from Klangerfurt, which is where they have the Austrian Ironman. He was about an hour 20 behind. And in third we had Neil Kapoor, from Trentrack Park Tri, which possibly the UK, and he was 41 hours, so another sort of three hours behind the winner. We also had a few people doing the double Ironman, uh, a few solos doing that, yep. quite a few more. There was about 15 finishes in the double, and uh, Alexander Dorfmeister took 20 hours out. 40, that's not bad. Not bad. Yeah, pretty fast. And, two. Then, uh, and they had a solo as well, but we think if you, did, if you went to this race and you didn't do the double, the triple, or the five, then... Weak. It was a weak effort. <laughs> but no, keep an eye out for these, these races because if you are interested in going really, really long. Uh, quite, uh, there's, there's more and more of them popping up. We've already had two this year. We had the one over in uh, Dubai and also this one here in Austria. And I'm sure there's obviously the, the one in Kona later in the year um, and a few others popping up here and there. So yep. So we did mention uh, Eagleman before and just uh, to have a little bit, quick look or more of a detailed look at the race. Um, the guns blew up basically, didn't they, Lee and Bell? Yeah, they did. I think they both had some issues, whether they were bike issues or, or what it was, but uh, I think Chris Lee may have finished, but I don't think Luke Bell did. No, Luke Bell did pull out. No, yeah. Chris Lee had running problems. Mm. Yeah. So, so I had an email this morning actually from Chris McDonald who finished in fifth place. Uh, he was really wrapped with that. Yep. He came out of the swim in good place, uh, but he said he just couldn't quite bridge up to the front front group on the bike. And he said that TJ Tolkinson, uh, I don't know how do you say his name, Talakson, yep. probably something like that. Yep. He just ripped it on the bike and just really? killed everybody, and then hung on on the on the run. And we're just seeing this more and more often, aren't we? In terms of the races, we're seeing more bikers now dominating and winning the race on the bike and hanging tough on the run. It is obviously a fast course, a 346. Mm. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? Not bad it's at all. Smacking the crap out. Who was second, Bevan? Richie Cunningham. One, one two, three, four, happy, happy days. days. Yeah. I've lost my voice, I can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> so TJ won in 346, Richie Cunningham was 352, and Victor Zemensev was uh, third place, 354. And the girl side of things, once again, uh, Bevan just dominated the dojo. <laughs> dominated the dojo in 408. <laughs> yep. And uh, what's that? Marina Caffrey. Marinda Caffrey. Caffrey. And then Pip Taylor in at third. So second third for the Aussies. Desiree Ficker, not Flicker, yep. was in fourth place, 4.17. And Rebecca Keate also racing there, 4.18. Nice. So that was a pretty impressive race. And coming up this weekend, what have we got on? We've got Iron Man in Japan. Japan. It's about time for another Iron Man. In Japan. There we go, man. Well, look at that. <laughs> oh, how is that rhyming? <laughs> no, it's not very good at showing us the pro list, is it? No, it is. Oh, Look at the top, and the reason it's not very good at showing us the pro list is there's no pros. There's not a lot of pros racing. Very much. Eleven. Bevan Leach. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stole my name. Bevan J. Leach. Wow. There you I go. think he stole my name. <laughs> it's, a, it's a small pro field. Uh, how many have they got there? It looks like 11. I'd, I'd fancy your chances of finishing in the top 10 any of the guys racing over there. Uh, the, the only athletes I really recognise there is uh, Park Bung-hun, who's a guy from Korea. Yep. Usually finishes in the top three. He may have won it before. I, my memory is not quite there, but he's, he's so a good So do you think athlete. you'll get some random pros, you know, second-tier pros turning up Last minute? Yeah, well, it's not a strong field, is it? Quite possible, I think. Yeah, quite possible. The only I have heard of Bevan Leach before, um, but I haven't heard of a lot of the other guys there. I know there is a Sh- Shingo Tani is, is a really good athlete. He's Japanese. Is he the runner, is he? Yeah, he yep. does uh, Taupo. Yep, he, yep. Got, he got runs like a madman, doesn't yeah. he? So th- we, we shouldn't be slagging off the Japanese athletes. There's some really good athletes there, uh, but I would say there maybe three or four. Well, they've only got eleven pros in the race, so yeah. it's not. So it's, it's yeah. not not too not too hard on the guys' side of things, and pretty similar on the girls' okay. side. Major. You got Kate Major, another Aussie, uh, Belinda Harrison there. I'm sure all the Aussies, whenever they enter, are going to be pretty solid. Yep. Um, you know, Yoko Hori from New Zealand, who races for Japan, uh, she's not a bad athlete. And I'm sure, again, uh, a couple of those Japanese girls will be pretty solid. Not really that familiar with them, but. Do you know much about the course in Japan? No, I don't. Uh, I don't think it's. Uh, if we click on the results from last year, that usually gives us a pretty good indication of how hard it is. Um, but again, last year it wasn't a massive field on the guys, so I think 16 pro finishes. Chris Leodo took it out in 8:43, so it's obviously not too fast. Yeah, not, he. I think he killed it on the bike. He only, he rode a 4:46. All the other pros, nobody else broke. F- five hours so that would indicate that it's pretty tough well they're saying that Peter Van, Van Brustick who yeah. normally basically gets an 840 did an 840 yeah, there he's so. 830, 840 yeah. so it's, uh, it's but he ran a 2.45 that's pretty solid yeah so we'll wait and see. We'll be looking forward to report on that late next year, and we've got a bit next of year. A, next year. I'm going to wait till next year on that one. <laughs> had the baby. I've had a baby. I'm calling it a day. Planning the first birthday party. Mm. <laughs> but we have got quite a few Ironmans coming up over the next few weeks with Court uh, Lane, Placid. And yep. There's a lot happening. Root. In, in Root. Root. Lots happening in June. And, uh, and then we've got the UK 70.3 coming up this weekend as well. And again, not a huge pro field for the males. Yeah, we've got uh, Richard Allen, I think, might be defending. No, I think Chris McCormick won it last year. Richard Allen's won it before. Yep. Oh, Steve Bayless is going to be uh, lining up. He'd be pretty close to favourite, wouldn't he? He'd be uh, second or third favourite. We've also yep. got Nicolas Lebrun, who's a, a very good Jew athlete from um, France. So, you know, a good little compact field there. Mostly British guys, though. Um, and on the female side of things, we've got, just clicking away as we talk, Bella's there. Bella's there. Now, is Bella strong in a half? She's, she's not bad. Yep. Not, not bad at all. But she's, she's a weak swimmer, you know, that's, that's yep. Bella's problem. So as a weak swimmer, an Ironman distance is better for you because you get more time oh, to yeah. catch up. Yeah, yep. definitely. So again, mostly British uh, British girls. Catcher Shoemaker's there. She's pretty solid. I'd, I would say it would probably come down to uh, Catcher and Bella. Um, and Julie Dimmons. She, now Julie Dimmons won the 70.3 earlier this year. I think it was in St. Croix. So, yeah, good little compact fields. I think we'll see more and more of this uh, happening where we get smaller fields uh, because there's so much racing on now. You've got the 70.3 series, you've got the Ironmans. You've got 101s. June, July is a very busy time. And it's also a really good chance for the pros to make some money. So exactly. someone like Chris, you know, who we, uh, Chris McDonald, who we know, yep. um, you know, kind of a second-tier pro, but, you know, mm. pulled off a fifth this weekend's could be a good payday for mm. him. And, um, but he's a, a great example of somebody who's just stuck away at it and uh, yeah. probably not earning huge money going around all the races, you know, picking up fourths, fifths, sixths, and so on. Um, but, man, he, he's come from no background, prob- yep. probably about... I think he did his first race probably either late 90s or start of 2000. He definitely raced down in the World Age Group Champs down in Queenstown, which was 2003. Yep. So probably been doing it for a couple of years there. Um, but just fantastic dedication, a real ox on the bike, and he's now improved his swimming from being pretty ordinary yep. to he was only 90 seconds down at the weekend coming out of the oh, swim. Oh, that's pretty so. good, isn't it? Just uh, we've, we've got plenty of halves on at the moment, so we pretty much haven't covered any of them. <laughs> yeah, just, we're just going to pick a few easy ones, and we're going to pick the ones that, are, that, ma- that promote themselves a bit and make it easier for us to find information. Yep. So there's a, a little note. If you have got a small half Ironman, if you're a race director, get it up on the websites, do a bit of PR. Yeah, it's even through to us because you know we're, we're we're keen to help support you guys, but definitely if you make it hard for us to find you, we're not going to give you some love. Mm. Anyway, our discussion of the week last week was what are the best Iron Man or triathlon or endurance movies that we can get out there. And we've got some interesting answers. We've got some plenty of interesting answers, and I'm going to go first because <laughs> the first one's really easy. Ed says Breaking Away. Have you seen Breaking Away? I don't even know it. Breaking Away. No, I haven't. It sounds no, cycling, doesn't it? It does sound cycling. Yep. And the second one, if you're keen to find a good 
sort of cycling training one uh, who was it from Snorks UK sent this one over it's a link to cyclingweekly.co.uk and it was a great one with Lance, it was the one with Lance Armstrong on it I think it yeah. basically follows the US postal team I think leading into the 2001 Tour de France I think it was Got, oh, I've seen it. You've seen it. I haven't seen it. it looks, oh, it's really good. Yeah, I, I just read the the blurb there, and it looks fantastic. Yeah, honestly. that's really great. It's um, there's lots of really good insight because they're just they're there the whole time. Yeah. So they're in they're in the like when they're having the team meetings and everything, and when you know spending individual time with the individual athletes. No, that was really good. I really yeah. enjoyed it. That'd, that'd make a good uh, baby present for me. <laughs> okay. <I'm sure. laughs> Thomas would really enjoy that. <laughs> okay, I'll make sure I'll be onto that. So we have got Ray, and he's basically got the obvious ones: what it takes, overcoming. He's talking about one. How do you say that? Hidalgo 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 and it's about an endurance horse race and uh, it's 180k in pissing rain and force five wins and uh, brought a tear to his eye nice. be interesting. sounds interesting yeah yeah so, and his, oh, his favourite movie all time we're not mentioning favourite movies all time it was a surf flick <laughs> anyway Beck was uh, talking about you know uh, Touching the Void. Have you seen Touching the oh, Void? Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah. That, when he's just about to die and he's doing the Boney M song. Pretty full on. And we laugh at. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and did she have any others? I think she did. I remember reading this one. No, she's just got where you can get it from. Yeah, the Boney yeah. She's talking about the Boney right, M. But cool. I did love that, but it was pretty sensational. Um, after Bex, we then had... Where am I? Okay. Haven't seen many endurance race films, but watched the documentary Running on the Sun about the Bad Water Ultra Marathon. Oh yes, I've seen one that um, an ultra marathon one that was pretty amazing, where they're watching the women's world champ. It may have been this one, and just those guys are animals, well, aren't they? Bad water is, is basically running through a, des- a desert. Yeah, this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. there'll be it. And oh, yeah, cool. they go for like forty days. Don't know something stupid like that. Cool. So that's called Rising the Sun from Nick. Thanks for that. T Rex sensational. Karate Kid doesn't qualify. Oh come on, Karate Kid qualifies. Wax on. Did you love? Did you love Karate Kid? Wax on, wax off. Wax Do you know on, what? Half an hour ago, before you turned up, I was talking to my daughter about Karate Kid. <laughs> I was saying we've got to get it out. You haven't seen it. She goes, Yeah, but Dad. I said, Look, we're watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, what does he come up with? So now we've we're really starting to move out. He's got how about dances with Wolf's director's cut? Ten hours long. With certainly rates any endurance. Uh, believe there's one scene that he's standing in the stand dune for almost two hours. You try that, which would be pretty hard. A couple, a couple of now. Um, you have a couple of hours sleep in the middle, wake up in a stall, <laughs> going down some river somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> and then the English patient, just some injured bloke in a bed in a five-hour movie. <laughs> no idea what's all that about. We had uh, Lars from Norway. He was really plugging his sort of national iconic race, which is the Norseman. That does sound pretty cool. You go through some, through some cool scenery, and uh, it's the one where you climb up a mountain at the end, and Bjorn won that one year in yep. snow, and he was the only one to finish. He's got the record, hasn't he? Yep. yep. So they've got a DVD on their site, so if you go to nxtry.com, um, you can buy the DVD there and, and check out a slight, uh, you know, a bit of an Ironman distance race with a twist. Oh, Ray's come back in with a second movie. Mm. What's all that about, Ray? Okay, so um, the Jericho Mile, and it's about a man who is sentenced to a life in prison, choosing to do his time in near isolation, and engages in distance running when he gets given the opportunity for free time. And basically, he becomes such a good runner that, runner, that they want to take him to the Olympics, and it's about a man's challenge. Sounds interesting. It does sound interesting, doesn't it? Uh, next one was Mikey. Uh, this one was called As Far As My Feet Will Carry Me. Certainly sounds like an endurance movie, and it definitely feels like it when it's the credits are over. It's a German film based on a Nazi soldier who is captured, put in a Siberian prison camp, escapes, someone gets killed, walks a bit, rafts a bit, jumps a tra- train, and gets recaptured, escapes. More details, recaptured, blah, 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 blah. Um, it doesn't sound exactly endurance, uh, not triathlon related, but uh, sounds like a bit of endurance there. Good to see cats bring it back to the, <laughs> our focus. Hell on Wheels. Hell on Wheels. Do you see Hell on Wheels? Yeah, I've seen Hell on Wheels. It was a while ago. I can't really remember. It was all right. Um, so the two big cycling ones were Hell on overcoming. Wheels and Overcoming. Yeah. I thought Overcoming was a bit better, but she, she mentions in here um, it's worth just watching it just to see Eric Zabel's haircut. Yeah. He has got a shocker. Yeah. Yeah, yep. he has got a shocker. You'd put me to shame, wouldn't he? <laughs> he would. <laughs> and finally, I haven't read this one yet. Snorks. Snorks has already had one up there as well. Everest Max. Well, it's obviously following some team going up Everest, and I'll tell you what, that would be impressive to watch. Mm. Have you read Hillary's book? No. Oh, if you ever get a chance. There's a really good documentary um, that was produced in New Zealand. I'm not sure if you'd be able to get it overseas. And it's um, following what Hillary did going up to Everest. Did you see the documentary? No. Oh, mate, come on, give me some support here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> the documentary is bloody brilliant, but if you get a chance to read the book, it's just fascinating what they did and the technology they had. They just oh, yeah. they just had nothing. They just climbed the Everest with, yeah. you know, 
Oh, just with some woolly socks. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's just so if you ever get a chance to see anything like that, it's you know, climbing Everest is obviously a pretty impressive thing to do. Yeah. So uh thanks for that guys. Um someone actually sent us through a link to a website. Um I massive might, Yeah, I, somebody just sent me this actually I somehow somebody spammed me with it, but I just thought we'd share it because it was uh getting some good deals on a few triathlon DVDs and videos. And it's on our website ww.ironman talk this week, but it's called Sports Blitz dot net and it's with Z's for the where the S's would normally be. And uh, there's just a few things on there um, that uh, triathlon through the eyes of an, the elite. Now, that's something that Wes Hobson did a few years ago. Yep. And again, I think it, it, I haven't seen it, but I think it's a little bit like what, what it takes. What it takes is it was sort of uh, working on. So go on there. There's a couple of really good specials there. Big, big discounts. 40% off. 40% off. Couldn't make it for that. <laughs> so this week, we've got a. Um, what have we got? We've got. Oh, this is a good one. So, so obviously, Kona is a pretty hard race for you guys to get into, or for everybody to get into. And. Um, John came up with this idea, and the idea is, so if there were, we had this suggested to us when we had sort of how to qualify for Kona and should it be changed, and if there was and that they put on another iron distance race over there, would you guys go and do it? You know, so obviously the, so the world championship race would still be there, but say at a different month of the year they'd have. Uh, the, uh, I don't know what they, whatever they call it. Yeah, like the Kona, the, the Kona Iron two. Man, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And would people support it? Would they go over there and do it just because it's Kona? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I've got some thoughts on it, but I'll hold back. Good. I'll control myself. Good. I won't be pushing for 12 hours, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's uh, our news and our discussion for the week this week. Age Grouper of the Week. And uh, John actually sent me a link saying, go to the 101 and get an Age Grouper of the Week from that. And it didn't have any results. So, oh, okay. Yep. So we can't give you some love 101 if you're not going to do your work. Okay. Ah. Just, I don't want to tell you off. But anyway, Laura Sophia is this week's age grouper, and the reason she is is she did the 70.3 Eagleman last weekend. Now she did it in a time of 4:48.53, swam a 28.52. A 229 bike, which is pretty, pretty fast, had a slower run at around 145, but Laura was 51. Nice work. Yeah, that is sensational, wasn't it? Nice work. 448. Pretty solid. I mean, five hours five hours for half is a mark a lot of people want to try to beat. Yeah. And that's just for everybody, but the fact that over 50, still cranking. Well, the thing I found like really impressive, it wasn't just the fact, because obviously it's a fast race in Eagle Man, but it wasn't just that. When you looked at the age groups, because I, I wanted to pick a female one this week, and I just went through all the different age groups, and if you went from like 20 to 25, 25 to 30, and so on, she was only like 20 minutes behind the guys who, the girls who were like 20 to 25, you know, mm. and so on, and it's just like, she wasn't that far off the real top fast age group girls, and so, um, to me, that's, you know, 51. Solid effort. Yeah, would your body feel when you're 51? Mate, you don't want to start offending too many of the listeners. I'm not trying to offend, I'm <laughs> curious, because I'm, you know, like, coming out to Roth, my body's pretty, pretty sore, and, uh... I was thinking to myself today, because I was feeling pretty sorry for myself. I had the worst ride ever today. I was feeling sorry for myself. I was thinking, how does Melina's body feel? (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking, if I'm going to feel like that in 20 years. But anyway, this is about Laura. Take up to Leewinks. Yeah, so Laura, Sophia, you're a bloody champion in our eyes. You're our age group of the week. week. 51, do you think you'll be doing it? You're 51? Yeah. Yeah? We're doing some sort of endurance sport. Oh, yeah, nice. 12 hours of pushing. Yeah. Seven, oh, seven, 17 hours of pushing. Here we go. Website of the week. So we've had this website actually recommended to us quite a few times, and Albert was the last person to remind, actually give it to us, but honestly, we've probably had like 20 to 30 emails on this one, and it's actually another podcast, and it's called DJ, I think it's called Pod Runner. Now, the guy who does it is djsteveboy.com, and um, he, he has a bit of a history. He started out playing didgeridoo a few years ago in Australia, and, um, Australia. and then he kind of basically weaved his way into becoming a DJ. Now, what's really cool about his website, or Podrunner, for example, is that he basically delivers a one-hour non-stop workout mix, So, and he uses popular songs, songs that you should know. So it's obviously dance type of music. Do you know what dance music is? Yeah, I'm familiar with that. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Eileen. You should see me dancing. <laughs> oh, mate, I have seen you dance, actually. Have you? After I'm in New Zealand, you had a few beers. Yeah. Did I? Yeah, you're shaking a little bit. <laughs> um, but anyway, so DJ Podrunner, and, Podrunner, and what he does is he puts mixes together at different BPMs. So when you're out running, you can choose a BPM that's a faster BPM or a slower BPM, and then you can base your running pace on the BPM. 
And BPM being? Beats per minute. So that's how fast your feet are turning over per minute. Now, I actually downloaded it, and I listened to one today when I was having my miserable bike ride. <laughs> so it really works. <laughs> well, I was trying anything today. I was so depressed. Um, but it, it was really cool. It yeah. is really cool. And it just, because I think the thing is, is, is like, as a coach, I'm sure you talk about rhythm with people, and if you can find a good rhythm. Um, and also cadence, you know, that's something you've really got to work on. And I, I've never tried this uh, running to a beat or anything like that, mm. but, uh, but, uh, but I definitely understand the principle and if it is something you can use especially late in a run when your cadence is starting to slow down um, it can help you to sort of maintain your speed maintain your form so uh, yeah um, I'll, give, have to, I'll have to give that a try on my little iPod thingy yeah. I don't, haven't, haven't worn it running yet but uh, yeah. I'm, I'm open to anything oh you're an open man so you have a kid mate it all changes <laughs> you've got an open perspective after you've been there for 17 hours okay so um, what's really cool another thing that's really cool about it is that he does put out new tunes every week Nice. Yeah, and which must be a pretty big effort for a DJ. I can't imagine. I don't know what it takes for them to do that, but you know, think of new ideas every week. Would Maybe imagine. they could do a DVD on that and call it "What It Takes." Nice. Yeah, that's a good idea. Right? We should, we should, we should actually sell the idea to them. Yeah. Um. So it's Pod Runner, and you can get it on iTunes if you just go look at Pod Runner, or you can go to the website djsteveboy.com, and I will have a link to that on www.imentalk this week. And uh, do you have baby photos? Uh, I have got some. I'll get them to you tomorrow. Well, I need them now. Oh, mate. Oh, well, You're a pushy bastard, well, aren't you? Cause, well, because I'm thinking, I was thinking, about, I should have emailed you because I'm thinking I could put it on the website for this week. Oh, I can get some to you when I get home. Okay. I've, got my, I've downloaded them. Okay, make sure you do. I will. If, if, if you go on the website, check out the website when you've heard this because obviously the website will be up. Check out the website, John and his baby. You're doing it's not it? there. I've been a bad boy. You've been a bad boy. you got straight to your bedroom. <laughs> so it's our website of the week. What are we going to one, two, three, four, high five. The good thing is, you guys are doing the work for us, and especially when you have kids in the house now, you need people to do some work for you, yeah, don't you? Exactly. You need to delegate yeah. your job. Yeah. And good old Neil, he sent us through some high five tips for improving triathlon performance. And I tell you what, he's done some research, hasn't he? He's done some research. He needs a pay rise. He does. Yep. So, uh, you want to start off? Yeah, so Neil's given us a few tips here. High five tips to improve your triathlon performance. Number one, we like this one. We do. Get a coach or some coaching advice. But it's so true, isn't it? Like, he's got a lot of ideas here, but mm. so many people, when you talk to them, you know, they've got to a certain level and they say, oh, I just got a coach. And, you know, and obviously, or often, it, it's just the next thing to take the improvement to the next level. And you don't always need somebody there uh, hiring a coach like me, for example, who's going to tell you pretty much what to do on a, on a daily basis. But I think you can just avoid a lot of mis- easy mistakes by just getting a bit of structure to your program and just getting some general direction so you know how to how you should be structuring your build-up to a race, making sure you're not doing too much too early um, and things like that. So I don't think everybody out there needs a coach and it doesn't fit everybody's style. A lot of people do like to have an, a bit of an adventure on the way, um, but I definitely think you need a mentor or a guide or a coach or whatever sort of assistance you're going to get. Um, it'll probably make the, the whole experience a bit more rewarding um, and you've got to decide where that, how much of an independent sort of. I think that you're one of the be. big things is it takes away a lot of doubt as well, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah, no. So Neil suggested a few things. You know, you can hire a coach. You can join your local tri club and ask the co- tri club coach for some structured sessions. Um, you can email your national organisation and ask for their advice. Obviously, you can go get magazines. You know, in the UK you've got 220, in the States you've got Triathlete, um, and gets they've, they've usually got say a, a, a very stock standard sort of yep, programs. basic programs yep. to finish an Ironman and then obviously you've got places like this yep, the interweb interweb um, or podcasts where you can you know, get uh, some pretty reasonable information and that's the whole process is you, you're trying to gather a lot of information figure out really what works for you and then put it into practice and one thing books I, I went to the library the other day and I just got out some triathlon books tell you what sensation I was just doing it for a bit of a laugh because yeah. triathlon's fashion has just been tragic in the past <laughs> isn't it? I got out one of Hellman's books from about 10 oh, years ago yeah. even 10 years ago Actually, yeah. I think I got it over there I'll pull it out soon because it's beautiful and uh what was yeah. with the fashion? Yeah, he is. Helen going to tell some funny stories about this, the fashion and the different yeah. different products that have come through. He's oh. tried it all. But they were into the lycra. They were into like the bright lycra, weren't they? Mm. Well, at mm. least we've gone dark, cool colours nowadays. Yeah. yeah, sure we won't look back and think this is stupid. So anyway, in summary, there are a few number of sources of advice, but be wary of um, blindly following a program that was not specifically written for you. 
Rather, if you're doing it yourself, you should attempt the standard program to your own time constraints and abilities. Just downloading one of Macca's training weeks and trying to repeat it whilst holding down a job will merely fry you. So yep. get some dependable advice and put together a solid plan. Okay, second up, he's saying do what your coach does. And he says there's two... Do what your coach says. Oh, says. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Not what they do, because right now, I want to be doing that. Um, so two important points here. First of all is to actually do the training. This is easier for a lifestyle warrior who can move their sessions around and obviously more difficult for weekend warriors who may just have to do get out there and train when they can. The second point is if your coach has scheduled you an hour run, then do the hour run. Um, rather than doing a, a yeah. hammer session yeah. at the interval. And, and one of the reasons he's saying this is that, too, A, that your coach obviously has knowledge, but the second reason is that the, at the end of the season, when you're assessing your season, um, you can work out what's worked and what hasn't worked. And, and you're, you talk to experienced athletes, and over time they kind of work out their formula, don't they? And they just basically duplicate their successes. And um, so if you work with your coach and you really stick to the plan, then if you have a period that hasn't worked where your coach can come up with some new ideas or vice versa, if it's worked really well, then your coach can basically just give you a similar thing and maybe just fine-tune it to improve Mm. your performance. You know, if you've got a good coach, you're generally going to have pretty specific reasons why you're doing certain workouts. And so like Neil was saying there, if you do go and hammer yourself when you've got, say, uh, an important session the next day, and so you do a a low-key important session the first day and you go and ruin yourself and the next day was, for example, a long ride with main set work on and you yeah. stuff for that. It, it really can ruin your whole week and it, it makes the coach's job a lot harder um, to, to, to be an effective coach and, again, like you said, with the feedback at the end of the season. So uh, uh, One thing with a coach as well is that they're quite good at telling you when to slow down mm. and I think that's really, really important is that um, you know all of us are quite keen and we want to be out there and we think, oh, I need to do that one more session and, and yeah. so on. And at a coach will actually say, you know what, now's the time to slow down. Yeah. I get a large number of athletes that like come to me and I actually have to tell them to do less training. Yeah. <laughs> Often not that, don't enjoy that that much, but yeah. uh, it's part of life sometimes. Yeah. Next one is be, be patient. Uh, we really like this. We've talked about this a number of times. I think a few weeks ago I brought in the results from the 96 World Triathlon Champs and those guys are really starting to come through now. Um, so you do just have to be patient. Um, and I had an example here Dr. Stan Bali. Bali, who is the world's leading light on sport development, talks about the one uh, the 10,000 hour rule when he considers that it takes 10,000 hours of training to truly become proficient and achieve your own personal um, highest achievement. That's what you're trying to achieve. If you do the maths, this works out to be. Oh, <laughs> I was just doing the maths. Three hours a day, seven days a week, 48 weeks a year. And that it's around about ten years. So, you know, we we could bring out millions of examples of people like this. Just, so just saying, Kiwis. ten years. Well, I suppose it's true. I remember uh, I've talked about well, this often. Yeah, it's five years yeah, for me. Yeah, and uh, and I'm still not there. You know, yeah. I'm still kind of halfway there. And Chris Chris McDonald's a good example. He's yeah. probably been in there say seven years, and he's now he's really he's still making good improvements. Yeah. But I think once he's been doing it ten years, really hard out there, yeah. he'll probably plateau. And hopefully that plateau will be at a nice high level. Um, and he'll just be looking for those minute little changes. Um, but you know, you look at a lot of the athletes. Chris McCormick, he's been around for at least ten years. Uh, well, no won, longer than that, because maybe it was when you were a kid, when he, you were doing that. Yeah, he yeah. won the world champs in 97, yeah. 10 years ago. So he was a world-class athlete 10 years ago. Um, so, you know, there's, there's millions of examples. Some people improve quicker than others, so you can't judge yourself on what other people are doing. You've just got to keep keep a track record of time trials or races using something like Athlinks. Yep. All, your, all your races are going to be there. Yep. And then you can go back and compare. And as long as you're improving, then that's that's what you're after. It really is. Patience in this game, because it just takes time, doesn't it? Mm. You know? Bugger it. Um, consistent, uh, be consistent with your training. And he's saying, for example, if you only have six hours a week to train, you better have to do something every day than try just to get six hours out on a Sunday. Um, and, and that's really important, isn't it? Because it, we need to adapt to training day in, day out, and just to throw one once a week. Just not good. We had the guy who emailed in a little while ago saying he was just had the weekends to train and that was it. Yeah. And we said you'd be better off training 30 minutes a day yep. than doing a six-hour work- workout yeah. on Sunday. So. Well, it's not going to be productive anyway because if you only get one session a week at six hours, um, you, you know, you, you're not going to ever get fitter f- you know, from that, are you? Yeah, and also year-round consistency is important. Yes, you absolutely, categorically, definitely need a break after you're racing, especially if yep. it's an Ironman. Um, but if you're just saying doing one season a year, say your main race for your the New Zealand athletes is in March, if you just tra- start training, say, 25 weeks out, 
and and during the whole winter you do bugger all, you just ski all winter or you play golf, yeah. then you're probably not going to see some big improvements. You really need to be training for yeah. you know, around about 48 weeks of the year. Yeah. So you've got four weeks where you're, where you're doing basically nothing. Yeah. And you're definitely going to have down periods at other times during the year. So it's not 48 weeks of hardcore training, but 48 weeks where you are exercising fairly regularly. Tell you what, I'm definitely looking forward to my downtime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, next one is put things into perspective. For the majority of Ironman talk listeners, Ironman distance triathlon isn't a job, it's a lifestyle choice. Yep. So any goals we set might not be met, um, but the sun will rise, the partners and the kids um, won't love you any less if you don't go out and do sub-nine hour training. I think your partner and... Uh, well, I'm single now. You're single. <laughs> yeah, you're friends and your, your child. If you don't go sub-nine and right, we're going to be, we're gonna be un- unhappy. Oh, you're not going to like me anymore, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not, okay, not going to like you. I'm not getting you a present. You're, you're getting booted off the show. You're not getting that DVD. Um, so just put things in perspective. Uh, when things are not going well, there will always be other races and other sessions. And then... Oh, and, and lastly, he's done a six, traditional Ironman talk, high five with a six, and he's done have fun. And this is so untrue. Um, I think our sport is just such a demanding sport and if if it's not fun don't do it because yeah. you know like if, if it's only to prove yourself in the world and you're not having a good time doing it well mm. you know there's a lot more other things where you can have fun that's the thing I've had you know young athletes come to me in the past and they've been really keen yep. for, for a, say a season or so and then um, motivation goes down and you know we obviously try a number of things to try and get them back into yep. it and, uh, and then sometimes they go oh, I want to go and do mountain biking and yep. stuff like that and I say well go, go for it, it yeah. you know um if you really want to do triathlon, you stick with it, and you, you know, yeah. you're going to have some down periods. And if if we can't work through them, then try something else. Yeah. You can always come back. It's always important to assist in those down periods. But at the end yeah. of the day, like if, if you get to a period of time where the fun is just gone, mm. and you often hear that from the top pros when they come through the retirement, hey, they just say the fun's gone. Yeah. And um, yeah, but what has he got? He's got a word here. It says, how do you say that? Ikaka. Greek poem. Greek poem by Constantine Kave titled Ithaka. You've got to be careful with that pronunciation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're reminded that it is the voyage and the adventures on the way that count, not, not the, the arrival itself. itself. Beautiful. Well, I kind of disagree with that a little bit from last yesterday's experience. Oh, was I, the arrival pretty good, was it? I, I much preferred the arrival than And you didn't really do the voyage, mate. You were just holding a hand. Mate, I wouldn't. Did you rub it back? I wouldn't wish that voyage yeah. on anybody. Tell you what, mate, I'm Cameron McGuire. Eh? <sighs> to all you girls out there who's had kids, we just respect you so much. Yeah. I remember when I was a young man, I knew nothing about life. I used to think <laughs> women had it sweet, and then I grew up, and I tell you what, <laughs> us guys, we got it easy. Yeah. <laughs> so, big ups. So thank you very much for Neil. Neil's had a little bit of a downtime of training over the last couple of weeks, but he's on the way back. What's he doing? He's just had a few little injury yeah, issues saying, and so on. Yeah, so yeah, he's, so. Um, he's on his way back now. He did two... 120k rides at the weekend. Whoa. So we're back on some smackdown. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to do coach's corner. What was? Let's just give a quick overview. So well, next week they can be excited. We're going to talk about the swim start. Actually, there is no next week. No, I know. We're going to do it next time Bevan's around. Yep. So in a few weeks' time, we'll be talking about the swim Tell start. Tell some pretty exciting guys. I may have an interview with Mecca. Oh, nice one. Yeah, because um, Scott Davies. Oh yeah, he's staying with him and wrote Scott Davies. Scott Davies is one of the guys from Epic Camp, a uh, real cool guy, and um, he's going to be staying with Mecca and wrote. And he emailed me saying, hey, "I'm going to be in wrote. You want to catch up?" I was like, "Yes, sweet." He goes, oh, "I'm catching up with Mecca. I'm staying with Mecca." I was like, "Back it up. <laughs> Give me the interview. I've got the computer coming tomorrow." Oh yeah, yeah, it's exciting times. This is better than Christmas. It's better than having a kid. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Were you, was it was it a cool moment? It was. Yeah. Yeah. Sparkly eyes. Yeah. You just seemed pretty happy today, I have to no, say. No, it was good. It yeah. was all good. Well, yeah. Like I said, the, the journey itself was not that much fun. No, that's right. But I'll tell you a couple of funny stories. Is uh, I did get in the shower. You did? I speedos? Did, no speedos, oh. no goggles, no cap. Uh. Um, but yesterday, uh, the day that it all happened. Was but wait a second, what were you wearing? <laughs> were you naked? I wasn't naked. I didn't want to scare the nurses off <laughs> or, or get them too excited. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> But well, yesterday we had our car booked in to get fixed. So we had a yep. few little um, issues with car our muffler. Problems. Car problems. That's why I don't have a car. Exactly. It was booked in for Monday. <laughs> so obviously we didn't take it in because that was the day we were in the hospital. Today is Tuesday. Driving, to driving into town. Boom. <laughs> the car blows up. Car's not happy today. He gets here. I'm sorry. I'm late. The car blow up. <laughs> <laughs> so the car's not happy. So how much is that going to cost you? Oh, 
It's cars that break your heart, don't we'll, they? We'll do some deals. Uh, I've always got the connections. Uh, John, 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 he, he really wants to get a car sponsor. Now, like, we've got a bit of a, we, John and I are kind of known in our little city. And, you know, sure, it's all good. But he thinks he's going to get a car. I'm, I think he's dreaming. I'm getting close. You, can, you reckon I you had, get a car? I had a contact coming the other day. Somebody coming for a little bit of a program. Mate, if you get a car, it's going to break my heart. Anyway, questions and answers. So do you want to start? So we had uh, Torsten, who is from... Germany. Yeah, he's going to be doing road. Oh, nice. And one. I'm catching up with him. We've got to actually email him back, so bring it on. And he just sent in a quick little report from a half Ironman that he did in Hanover, Germany, which yep. is a traditional sort of build up for road and also for Ironman Germany. Yep. And uh, Jan Raphael won the race. He won Ironman Florida last year, first Ironman. I think it might have even been his first yeah, was, half Ironman yeah. distance. He'd just yeah. done Olympic distance. So he and took that out. It. Interesting to watch him and see how he progresses this season. And uh, and then the woman's side of thing was Andrea Bredy, who won Ironman Germany last year. But probably the most important, interesting part of uh, Torsten's email was he said Nina Kraft was there, parked her bike up, she seemed ready to get into it, uh, had her number, and then just packed things up and left the site about half an hour before the start. Seems weird. She's done, that's the second... No, she, she, well, she pulled out of Malaysia, wasn't it? When she was leading. Yeah. And she I just, think she was second. Was she? she was, yeah. I don't think she was winning when she pulled out, yeah. but she pulled out and she was still in a pretty strong position. Yeah. Her head just doesn't quite seem like it's in the right place. I've never met her, so... Yeah, it's hard to judge, but she definitely has kind of some interesting stories around her, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah very bizarre. Anyway, so thanks for sending that in, Torsten, and uh, good luck for right. Um And then next up, we've got a question from Zach, and uh, basically, I guess my question is, oh, he's saying he loves the show, and we the Uber show, he loved the Uber show. Good. That was very good, and he just loves the show, which is all good. He's um, 22 weeks away from his Ironman race, his A Ironman race, and basically his guess his question is, when is a good time to start focusing 100% on being in the aero position, or is the answer all the time if you're serious about your race? Yeah. It's, you know, aero bikes can cause a few problems to some people. A lot of people just go out there and go, think, right, I've got to go get the aero bike, and they get it, and it's maybe not that comfortable. Well, but he's more talking about position, just as in, what do you think? Well, I think he's talking about whether he sh- should be on his aero bike. I'm not quite sure. No, I think it's just more like, should he be in the aero position? Oh, okay. Yep, yep. Um, well, I think I'll, an- I'll answer this on the way that I thought the re- question read earlier, and okay. then I'll come well, back. Give peace, bit of it. Um, really, I'm, uh, in terms of between riding your aero bike and your road bike, if that was your question, which it's not, but if that was it, uh, I'd say you want to be at least uh, 50% on your road on your aero bike once you get inside the last 15 weeks. Uh, and it's remember, it's not just about the aero position. You need to just play around with your position a bit. So you don't want to be stuck on your aero bars for two hours doing a main set or something like yep. that. You need to move around a bit, get out of your seat, stretch your back a bit, and then get back down there. Um, um, okay, let's just do the other question. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Gosh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so question is how much time should you spend on the aero bars? Uh, spend some, some good amount of time when you're on your long rides, you know, doing all your main set work pretty much on your aero bars and just to put a number on it, I would say yeah, approximately 50% once you're in the la- inside the last sort of uh, 12 to 15 weeks, you know, 50% of your time on your Eurobars bars would be, would one, be about round, round mark. One thing to be aware of is you don't want to spend, like, you, you, you don't want to spend too much time in your aero position. It's so much harder on your lower back. Mm. And if you're going to be doing a triathlon, be an athlete for years on end, um, it can actually cause long-term damage to your lower back. And so, um, like, from when I was talking to Melina about it, and he was just saying he gets kind of sore backs nowadays, and, and I said, why is that? And he just said, I spent too much time in the aero position when I was younger. And mm. um, it's, it's really about being kind of, clever in the time you use it so obviously coming up to a race as John says uh, you know that's when you're going to spend a lot of time more than what you normally would but then once you've actually got out of the race get back up and just sit up for a period of time and give your back some time to just kind of recover and you've got to be comfortable in that aero position you just see so many people getting these fancy aero bikes these days yep. and uh, and they're just not comfortable and, and they, they really hurt their back yeah. being in that position just for any amount of time so that's my first advice well, is you just thing, need to be comfortable one thing there because I know when like when most people when they first go into the aero position it does hurt a little bit because their back isn't that flexible so mm-hmm. how do you know the difference between not being comfortable and just the mm-hmm. fact that your back needs to be more flexible yeah uh, is that just a it, tough one or it's, it's a tricky one um, one thing you can obviously do is stretch some more so add yep. some more lower back stretching into your um, exercise regime and just slowly build your way into the amount of time you're going to spend on your aero bars you know yep. don't try and go cold turkey from doing nothing yeah. to all of a sudden going yep. and doing you know a couple of hours on your aero bars yeah 
just build into but it. But the main thing is, is you, like Bevan said, you just you, you need to you don't want to go sit on there for two hours in the same position. Just move around a bit, um, try to break your rides up with a few little bumps and undulations, and uh, and just change position on your bike and, and and do stretch your back. And just lastly, with your setup, you could actually start a little bit higher and over time bring it down. Mm, so like you know, you're not going to be like Bjorn. If, yeah. you, if you try to do a Bjorn, you're going to break your back in your first ride. So <clears throat> excuse me, um, but. If you can start a little bit higher and then over time just you know slowly bring your handlebars down a little bit lower, then that's a better way of um, creating flexibility in your back. Hmm. Um, we got Gumps or Gumby. And he sent through a couple of links from YouTube on the Pirates Racing and Iron Man Lanzarote. Yep, and uh, so they did a race over there and I've sent some yeah, the links through. And, yeah, uh, I had a quick look on there. You know, they've got some pretty distinctive uniforms. You wouldn't miss them at a race. These oh, yeah. Bright the, yellow yeah. uniforms. Have you not seen that? No. Oh, yeah, the Pirates. And uh, one of them actually, I didn't watch the whole second clip. I watched about half of it. Uh, one of the guys stopped and they're having a chat to a support crew and then decided to carry on. Back it up. What's, yeah, that, what's about? that about? What's this? Although, Mecca, last year in Hawaii, stopped and gave his dad a hug. Huggle, yeah. huggle, cuddle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, Fair enough. So if Mac can do it... Anybody can do anyone it. Anyone can do it. There you go. Okay, here we go. John, this is to you. I'm going to read it. Having read your coaching site, it sounds like you're a proponent of lactic tests to set training zones. What's your opinion of Mark Allen's advocates and what Mark Allen advocates and what Gordo is doing right now? It sounds like you, by using a lower or restricted heart rate training zone, Allen is forcing athletes to train easier so the anaerobic systems don't provide assistance even at easy or moderate aerobic efforts. Mm. Uh, with Jim? Uh, was it Ed? Ed. Ed. Oh, wow. It's, well, it's Ed. Yeah, it's Ed. Um, yeah, I, I definitely do like lactate testing, um, but the important thing is when I'm Doing a lactate test, I'm not just looking for the lactate threshold yep. point. Most, especially with Ironmans, I'd always tell them to make sure you start at a very low level because I'm more more interested in the aerobic threshold, which is basically your steady zone. And so I'm really advocating a pretty similar thing to what Mark Allen's doing and what Gordo uh, are talking about. That's working around that aerobic zone, doing the majority of your training in that sort of area. Yep. Um, yeah, sure, it's great when we're doing a lactate testing. We get the aerobic threshold and the anaerobic threshold, and, uh, and the anaerobic threshold may move a little bit. But if you do the, the type of training I generally prescribe for Ironman athletes, we're not going to see a huge movement in the lactate threshold. No. We're going to see that movement down the bottom of your curve. But I find it a very effective um, way where I find that athletes understand they can see something on paper, and rather than just giving them some, uh, you know, just working it off, uh, doing some some rough sort of field tests, I quite like to have it a little more scientifically done. So that's sort of my reasoning for that. So if if you are looking to get a lactate test uh, done, I would just really urge you to start at a low level um, rather than a uh, than a high level. So that's um, more or less our questions and answers. Question and answers. How long have we been going for today? We're going for about fifty. That's enough. There we go. You've got to go home and look after a baby. I do. You do. Uh, so moving on to our sponsors. Sponsors. Sponsors, and we're going to start with Athletics this week because we started with Coffee and of Hawaii last week. We're going to do the rotation thing. Oh, we like a bit of rotation. Well, we're going to share the love. We do. We're going to like, a, like a bit of rotation. But I'm anyway. a single man now, mate, so <laughs> I don't know that anymore. Anyway, so um, Athletics.com, and it's been great because so many of you people have actually came on to um, Athletics this week and joined up, and many of you have asked to be John and I's friend. Yes. And we've had a lot of time <laughs> letting people be our friends, and that's uh, very nice. So what? what what we talked about last week is we really want everybody to get on there and while we are happy with the response we've been getting we want more yep. you know we want to see that members number go up quite significantly over the next couple of weeks so it's pretty simple you just go on there um, search for your name and then just follow the steps you can just claim your results listen to last week's show on how to do that uh, but really what we're going to talk about today is just one of the features that they have on the site uh, and if you click on my profile Bevan my profile Bevan Bevan James Ives. So we're logged on here to athlinks.com. Yeah. Bevan's automatically logged on to his profile. and yep. comes from Christchurch. Christchurch, New Zealand. Zealand. It's got yep. a nice little flag there representing yep. New Zealand. Yep. Don't confuse that for the Australian you flag. You know what I'm loving about it? Is that I can see your guys' faces. Yes. Because so many of our listeners, we kind of, you know, you email us lots and we kind of know you, but we've had kind of a, a relationship with you, but I don't know what you look like. And I'm loving the photos. Good stuff. Yeah, see, there's Neil. He did the high five. Oh, there we go. Yeah, see now. Nice. Yeah. There we go. Anyway, um, one of the features of the site is this thing called the action ticker. The action um, ticker. Because what we ha- what you hate when you you you, um, you join up to anything is you know what I hate. What 
What were you going to tell? I was going to copy this. <laughs> <laughs> you get you know hundreds of emails uh, just clogging up your um. Yeah. You, you, I hate when you get hundreds of emails clogging up. It's terrible. Yeah. So what, what this thing when you go on here, you can just click on your action ticker, and you can then you can see you, you can opt in basically to see what your friends have been up to. Uh, um. So you know, Bevan, Bevan's my friend. Yep. And uh, You're so, on my list. so whenever I go onto the site and I update my profile at all, you know, I put on a race report or I say I've got some new equipment or anything like that, that'll show up on Bevan's uh, action ticker. So he doesn't have to, I don't have to send him lots of emails. Well, you know, the interesting thing right now is that it's all about what I've done. So obviously I've done more than anybody else because you know what? I went on the gear site and mm. put on my Blue 70 wetsuit. Exactly. Yeah. And someone, and we were on the front page of the dig thing. Oh, we like that. Yeah. So... And that's, why don't we talk about it? So, so that's what you want to do. You've got, obviously got to log, um, set up your own account first, which we talked about last week. Yep. And then when you go on here, if you see on the middle of your page, when you click on My Profile, you've got your action ticker. You're only going to get things on there if you actually have friends. Yep, so you have to have the, the association with so them. So you need to join up and, uh, and invite your friends and get them on there, and then you can uh, really easy way to stay in contact with what they're up to. Yep. Um, and let's talk about that one other thing, which is on the home page, page of Athlinks. Oh, oh, just go Athlinks, okay, yep. Um, I'm just going to throw this out there, Bevan, because I, I haven't prepared for do this. You, no, I'll do it, because I I'm, I'm kind of know this stuff. So there's a website called dig.com, and dig.com is a social networking website, and what they do is they people submit stories. So they say, okay, this is a story that's relevant, and dig is a technology website, and so they submit technology web, um, stories from the internet to that website. Now, the people who go to that website, then they click on the stories that they like, and they say, I dig it. Now, what athletes have done is they've basically stolen the idea, which I think is great. And so you can submit stories to athletes which you think are appropriate to the athletes website. So obviously, endurance sports things or you know anything that's around the sport that you do. And then they go onto the front page of the Athlinks homepage. So, for example, at the moment, oh, what's the number one at the moment, John? Ironman Talk, your weekly fix in all things Ironman. Beautiful, mate. Best goddamn podcast on the planet. <laughs> Who was he? Fegan? Gary Fegan, you're a bloody legend. We love you. What does he look like? Let's have a look at his photo. Here we go. So, anyway, so, see? Oh, he's on his bike. Um, okay, Gary. You need a close-up of your face. Yeah, come on, mate. We want a close-up on there. Have you got more photos? Let's have a look. look at his two friends. There we go. Oh, yeah. There we go. He's got lots of good photos. That's the thing. If you want to see what people like, Gary's put up there from Iron Man. He's got the pirate stuff on. He has. He's from Iron Man Switzerland and from doing the Tough Guy event. Nice. Which he stole on the photo from. (laughs) It's still got the watermark on there. (laughs) Nice on Gary. We all do that. We all do that. Come on. But anyway, so so going back to the dig part of it. So if you like the story, you click on dig and it will stay on the front page. The stories that have less interest obviously move off the front page. Now, we're dominating at the moment with 16 votes, they call it. So keep us up there because we like that. But also, um, if you want to submit stories, and it's a good way to maybe promote your own websites or to promote forums and stuff like that. I'm not sure if they have restrictions on forums, but it's just a good way to get information out there that's valuable to this community. And let's try and everybody get on there and keep our story at the top. Yeah, because we've got six comments. I've even commented myself. Oh, have you? Yeah, because someone said something about us having talent. And what they say? You guys do us a great service with your talent. And I said, I love the bit about the talent. Nice. nice. So there we go. Anyway, so that's uh, that's what you want to get onto, athlinks.com. Uh, make sure you listen to last week's show. We talk about uh, just sort of some introductory things there, yep. but fantastic place for you to go and store your, all your results and compare yourself against and others. One of the cool things was is that before they actually came sponsoring us, we had about, I think, like 10, 15 emails from you guys actually suggested this as a website of the week. Mm. So, it, you know, to me, that really just proves the point that it's a really valuable tool. And we have had quite a few people adding us as friends to the site, yep. and uh, we're just getting a look through our backlog at the moment, yep. especially me. Yep. So I will respond to your emails. And, and, and when you put your photo on there, we want a face shot. Gary, you've got to get a face shot. Anyway, come on. Yeah. Pull your act together. So that's uh, flinks.com. Very good. And then our next favourite one, Coffees of Hawaii. Coffeesofhawaii.com. And as you said this week, look, Bevan, we're going to focus on the Molokai range. Molokai range. And why is that, John? Well, because they've got a good range of Molokai coffees. And you know what I like about it? It's a new design. I love the stamps. Mm. That's very cool. So yeah, Molokai... Yeah, you're a stamp collector from the past, are you? No, I wasn't. But I was into cards. Oh. Did you like cards? Uh, no, I'm not into cards. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, um, the wrestling ones. Did you have the wrestling ones? I wasn't so into wrestling oh, ones. Man, I had all um, the wrestling ones. I used to have the sticker ones. Yep. And... I guess it's like basically. Do you have the basic- gremlins? Yep. The, the gremlins. gremlins? Yep. And the goonies. The goonies? Oh, do you wish you still had them? Oh, I've got all that in front of me now, haven't I? Yeah, you have to, yeah. Sure. Nowadays it's like Pokemon. And, yeah, Pokemon. Uh, yeah. And well, like. Pokemon's not for boys. Pokemon's. What's for boys then? I don't know. Pokemon's for boys, isn't Tri- it? Triathlon. Triathlon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Going for swimming lessons tomorrow. <laughs> 
necessary to do it. So the, the Molokai uh, is basically obviously from the Molokai plantation. Yep. And uh, anyone who knows Hawaii will tell you that there's something very different, very special about Molokai. Well, you know what? Always uh, has been. My, I was around at someone's house the other day and I was just saying how Hawaiian coffee, obviously coffees of Hawaii is the one we're um, supporting, but to say how Hawaiian coffee is just a class above the rest. Nice. And they were like a right coffee drinker. Yeah. So there's about one, two, three, four styles in the Molokai um, collection. You've got the Hawaiian Espresso, you've got the Island Princess, which is almost there. Yep. Uh, and you've got the Malu, Malulane uh, State and the Mool Skinner. And the Mool Skinner is a natural dried Arabica coffee roasted to a rich, dark finish, a hearty coffee for the true coffee lover with a husky yet smooth, full-body taste. Mm. So, you know, they, they have got a good range of coffees, so, you know, they're not just selling one or two different types. Yeah, well, they've increased it, haven't they? Yeah. they've done the website. So go on there, and you can <coughs> obviously find out a bit about all the different sorts. They all come in different sizes. Um, you so, can buy online now, yeah. which is really cool. And we've talked about this several times. The main thing we want everybody to do is to go on there, get the coffee card, and then you'll be kept up uh, to speed in terms of any specials. We may have the occasional special just for Ironman Talk listeners, but they'll be they'll be letting you know about other ones. And the good news is... Good we, news. We kicked Gordo's ass. Did we kick Gordo's ass, did we? Smoked him. Oh, who's Gordo? Yeah. No, we can't say that because he's good for our show. <laughs> we, love, we love Gordo. <laughs> just while I'm doing some random crap here, because I'm quite good at doing random crap, Coffee, a chocolate covered beans. Oh, oh, stop, stop, stop it, <laughs> stop the madness. <laughs> I was going to have a look at this. Look they're at going, this. They're going crazy over there. Oh, mate, they've just gone all out. Ooh, look at those. Nice. Ooh, oh, I could do ooh. some chocolate right now. After that bite right today. <laughs> so, a six ounce bag of hand dipped coffee beans is five ninety five. And it looks like you get quite a few because sometimes you you know you get nothing, don't you? Yeah. Nice. Looks nice. Hand dip. And Albert's come up with a good idea that's going to be coming to the show sometime yeah. He's soon. an innovator, isn't he? We're going to have the Iron Man Talk trivia. Trivia. We haven't come up with how yeah, it's going to be developed it. yet. Well, maybe we can do it through athletes because maybe I think one thing we will do through athletes is have a little community. Let's, let's not think out loud okay, too much, Bevan. <laughs> let's I do just, say think before you speak, but I can't do that. Let's so. discuss that first. <laughs> okay, then. So, anyway. Um, so each week I'm just going to do one thing you can support us with and um, one thing you can do is go onto our website and click on one of the ads on our website uh, that gives us bugger all to be honest but um, it just all adds up and it's the one where you can support the show so just go to ironmantalk.com and there's a little ad generally at the bottom of the main page um, go on there and click on that and we get maybe one cent <laughs> so, so click on it a few times <laughs> we get 3,000, 4,000 people doing that every week yeah, that's we're like, okay yeah that $10. No, um... So, it's countdown to write. Countdown to write? Okay, well, after today's write, I'm suddenly concerned. Yeah, you're concerned. Well, no, I just, um... So, what's happening for me? Um, it's, I've started my taper, and so we started... This week's not so much tapering, it's you just don't do the big stuff, do you? So, I'm still kind of training every day, still doing something. Um, I'm very tired, and I'm starting to get a touch of the flu, as you guys can manage here, um, this week. So, I've just really started to look after myself. Um, last night, I went to bed at 9 o'clock and didn't wake up till like 8 this morning, so nice. obviously needed a pretty big sleep. And I think I'm going to be alright, but you know, it's just now, so. <gasps> Just got to look after yourself. Yep, Give yep. yourself a bit of love. Give yourself a bit of love. I'm going to be meeting a few of you guys over there, and if you're going to be there and you haven't already contacted me, um, give me an email, and uh, that'd be really cool to actually get a chance to meet you guys while I'm there. So email me at ironmantalk at gmail.com, and then... And also the guys that are going over that have ordered jerseys. Um, yes, what's happening there? Uh, I haven't checked my emails for two days, but I... Uh, I mean, Ooh, we're, a lot of emails, <laughs> aren't you? I know. We're going to expect those jerseys this week, hopefully. Yeah, fingers uh, crossed. So... Can, if you can just contact Bevan, the guys that are going to write, uh, we, I think there was two or three that indicated uh, they were having their jerseys over there, and we'll just make sure that we get them with... Uh, well, best we can. Yeah, and then you guys can race in them. Yeah, which would be gold. And then you can put that photo on Athlinks. Exactly. Yeah. And then also, when they come out, Bevan's not going to be here probably, so I'll just be getting them in, in the post. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you know, mate, you have to do that job. <laughs> another little job for me to do. And we'll basically, I'll do that as soon as they come. So um, if you do have any other email questions, ironmantalk at gmail.com. John's coaching website? Triathloncoach.net. You haven't done it yet, mate? No. It's not going to happen for a while now, is it? No. Okay, mate, so what's on for the week? What happens now? So Belinda's still in hospital, and just for Belinda, from from us, Ironman Talk community, well done and congratulations. And, uh, you are a bloody machine, mate, and uh, you put us all to shame. So <laughs> congratulations on that, and uh, yeah, bring it on. Oh, so it's Thomas William. Thomas William. And so what happens now? She's in the hospital still. Sure, if we've changed hospitals, because in Christchurch you go into a hospital, deliver the baby, and then you get booted out, 
and you go off to another hospital. So how do they do that? You just drive yourself or? Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. really? You just get up and go and go. This and is love. Yeah, and uh, she's just chilling out. She's got a TV, got a nice room, got lots of prezies today. Nice. And it's nice and warm, got lots of Sky channels to watch. Oh, really? So and you're staying there tonight, are you? Yeah. <laughs> she's just chilling out. And, and, and what about you? So what do you do? I've just come home and I'm going to do I'm doing the show and then I'm going straight back in and then I go home and sleep by myself. Yeah. And then I go back in the morning and she stays there for three days and then we're home. Three days. And that's when it's really going to start because yep. it's kind of still in that hospital yeah, sort of like environment. Yeah, do the nappies. Exactly. Will you do nappies? I'll do nappies. I don't do nappies. nappies. Yeah, well. I I'm wasn't like, into nappies, eh? Well, I, I was think, 19. So I don't think different. anybody's really into nappies. Yeah, I know, but some people like. You know, so there's a video of me doing my daughter's nappies when I'm when she's like one mm-hmm. or younger than that, and I'm in a room full of like 20 women, mm-hmm. and there's me. I'm 19, got pimples all over my face, mm-hmm. and they all just go, "Oh God, look at me, so stupid!" And I was just, they put me off. <laughs> but the thing is, if you do it right, that these women all wanted to show me how to do it. So mm-hmm. then I looked incompetent, and yeah, it was a great mm-hmm. pain. So, yeah. Yeah. but you're going to find out about that real soon. Exactly. When they're teen, you don't have to change your nappies. No, so. no, he's uh, alive and very healthy. Well, that's good. And nothing wrong with him at all. Does he yeah. look like anyone at this he stage? Looks a little bit like me. Ooh. Best singers doesn't cry yet. He hasn't done any crying basically. Wow. He's, uh, but I th- <laughs> don't get too excited. <laughs> we're, not, we're not getting very excited about that. <laughs> all right. Well, here we go. What is it? Iron rusts. Iron men don't train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. Beautiful.